the shanti mantra for this upanishad is just before the text before beginning the text we will chant that okay om apyayantu mamangani why is it sounding like a funeral Om Apyayantu Mamangani Vakpranaschakshrotram Athobalam Indriyani Chasarvani Sarvam Brahmaupanishadam Maham Brahmanirakuryam Mama Brahmanirakarot Anirakaranam Astvanirakaranam me astu तदात्मनि निरते या उपनिषद् सुधर्मा हा ते मयि संतु ते मयि संतु ओम शांति 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 ही Shanti Mantra is for the absence of obstacles, the removal of obstacles and the presence of well-being unimpeded in my studies. And so how many Shanti Mantras are there? Countless. Why? Because we need all the help we can get. As we said, as we saw earlier, we are not able to do this. We are not able to let this knowledge operate upon the ahankara. Because why? The ahankara, the I notion is used to be in charge. It is the one that names, it is the one that frames, it is the one that catalogues, it is the one that does everything. So, it is used to being in charge, it is used to naming, it is used to cataloging, it is used to doing all kinds of things. And so, this is a different quest. This is where the ahankara has to resolve, the knower has to resolve, we saw this. And so, therefore what? Therefore, we need a lot of grace. So the prayer is for Ishvara. First it starts with the body. Because if the body is going like this <laughs> all the time. There was one person who used to come to class long time ago. 
and needed so many cushions to sit, poor thing. So many cushions in the back, in the front, on the sides, under the legs, everything. By the time it was all adjusted, it would be the end of class. So, so much would be missed because of the discomfort in the body. And similarly, the discomfort in the mind also inhibits what? The flow of the knowledge. And so, apyayantu mamangani, may my limbs grow in power so that I can sit, walk, my speech. May it be bhadra, bhadra walk, auspicious speech. Let me see only the things that are auspicious, another Shanti Mantra says. And then this Shanti Mantra, what does it say? Let me just have speech that is auspicious. Let me express myself auspiciously. And then prana. Prana should go, come and go, correct? Chakshuhu. Chakshuhu means what? Ears. No. Eyes. <laughs> Shrotram. Now it means ears. Atha u balam. And all the sense organs, may they grow in strength. Why? So that I can see this vision. What is the vision? Sarvam Brahma Aupanishadam Brahma. Everything is Brahman. What kind of Brahman? The Brahman that is the subject matter of the Upanishads. And this Brahman being so central to the Upanishads, therefore the next part of the prayer is Ma, may I not, Aham, Ma, may I not, Brahma, Nirakuryam. May I not negate, deny Brahman. Brahmanasti means what? Brahman doesn't exist. If I say, what am I really saying? Aham nasti. <laughs> Asannevasabhavati asad brahmeti vedachet. Asat eva sahabhavati. The person who denies Brahman is what? Himself, herself becomes as it as good as non-existent. Because the truth of the person happens to be Brahman. It's a rank form of self-denial. So therefore, I ask for this blessing. May I not deny Brahman. And then what? Ma, may, may not, maam, me, brahma, nirakarot. May brahman not negate me. Brahman here, Ishvara. Sagunam brahma. Bhagavan. Because the feeling is what? 
I am alienated from the whole. What Bhagavan, where Bhagavan? <laughs> this Bhagavan is not there for me. Anything which I don't like happens, I immediately say, Bhagavan is not being fair. <laughs> this Bhagavan should not have done this. Why did they do this? Etc, etc, etc. They shouldn't have done this, they should have done this, this one, that one, like this. This is how I tell myself. So may I not feel like Bhagavan has abandoned me? Because that also comes in the way of the studies. The subject matter is what? Me as Bhagavan. <laughs> and if Bhagavan is, I am feeling alienated by Bhagavan, not seen by Bhagavan, not included in the concept of that which is Bhagavan, then how will the studies proceed? Not possible. And therefore, anirakaranam astu, let there be non-negation, let there be affirmation. Anirakaranam me astu. For me, let there be no negation at all. So how to make sure that there is no negation? How to make sure that I do not deny myself by denying Brahman? How to make sure that I am not feeling abandoned by Bhagavan? The best way to make sure is to make myself grow in readiness for this knowledge. How to grow in readiness for the knowledge? Develop a six-pack. <laughs> oh, you mean abdominal muscles? No. Shama, Dhamma, Uparati, Titiksha, Shraddha, Samadhanam, six-pack. All the things that are needed in order to study. A resolved mind, a mind that is not always spinning. Now what, now what, now what, now what? How should I defend myself? How should I offend somebody else? <laughs> How should I both defend and offend at the same time? <laughs> For good measure, you know. A spinning mind. And then rajasik, tamasik, all these things. And this is what is said here. How should I, you know, all these thoughts are not there. The mind is tranquil. Shama. How can the mind be tranquil when all these agenda are there in the heart? Unfulfilled agenda are there in the heart. So how can the mind be tranquil? I discipline it. A disciplined mind, Dhamma. Dhamma means... I do not allow myself to react. Lack of Dhamma causes reactivity. When I have Dhamma, I do not react. When I have Shama, I am able to process the would-have-been reaction, which is very, 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 very important. Oparama or uparati, letting go of the small stuff. 
which if we don't watch out what happens to it becomes big stuff that's what happens small stuff becomes big stuff very very easily then you start feeling stuffy yeah then you have to let go start somewhere doesn't matter let it go let it go let it go let it go then only growth takes place uparama is like a mini sanyasa having it at home without the need for orange clothes you dress the heart in an orange dhoti that's enough inner sanyasa is called uparama uparati inner sanyasa then titiksha titiksha means increasing the thresh, threshold of tolerance usually the threshold is very low the bar is very low oh i am uncomfortable i am uncomfortable i am uncomfortable oh no 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 half an hour the person wails can't sit can't stand horrible too hot too cold whatever it is then let's say relief comes sweet relief if they were too hot somehow the window that was stuck is finally opened ha cool breeze has come do they stop complaining no what is the complaint i was so hot it was so intolerable it was so terrible you don't know how terrible it was the absence of loud wailing and silent implosion <laughs> constitute the definition of titiksha shraddha an attitude of reverence for the shastra the source of this knowledge and for the teacher the guru the medium of this through which the knowledge is communicated because the shastra does not talk the shastra wants a microphone an amplifier that is the teacher the guru is the amplifier of the shastra and the guru just amplifies the shastra guru does not add anything new it's all old what does the teacher do shamelessly plagiarizes her teacher who shamelessly plagiarized his teacher who shamelessly plagiarized her teacher his teacher her teacher his teacher all the way to sada shiva samarambham <laughs> shankaracharya madhyamam bhagavan first teacher is always bhagavan because somewhere we have to stop asking the question who is the first teacher pujya swami ji would always ask the question back who is the first mother do you know that there was a mother yeah why because i am here 
same thing here also. So then, Shraddha means, I allow myself to have the gift of this knowledge. I open the heart to the teachings. I give the teachings and of course the teacher because it's whether we like it or not, it's a package deal. In India when you order chutney, you can't order chutney by itself. You order what? Idli, then what? Chutney comes along. If you say, no, 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 I don't want chutney, I only want idli, they will look at you like, what's wrong with you? This is exactly how the Shastra comes with the Guru. The one who has the key to open the Shastra is the teacher. So for that source of knowledge, upon whom I am totally dependent, because this is not something as we have seen in the last two sessions, something I can figure out on my own, what kind of reverence I should have. I should be totally reverent, because that reverence alone makes it or breaks it. This is what is talked about. Shraddha. Samadhanam. Single-minded focus. So that I make each and every class a total meditation. It becomes like a sadhana. My mind is not here, there. Who came? Oh, this person. Why are they late? <laughs> Doesn't matter that I was late many times. But immediately the mind goes to the other person who was late. Why are they late? Here, the mind stays with the topic, enjoys the development, enjoys the unfoldment and allows itself to be transformed. Samadhanam. Then, Viveka. The ability, this, this is the six pack, these are the six things, which is actually one thing. Shamadi Shatka Sampatti. The six pack is called one. Then when you unpack the six pack, the six things come out. Then we have Viveka. The ability to distinguish between what is permanent and what is impermanent and choose the permanent over the impermanent. Vairagya, drop the impermanent knowing that it is useless. Drop it. Why hold on to something that is not giving me anything useful? The ability to let go of what is not being used, is not purposeful, is not useful, is called what? Vairagya, letting go. Then, Tivra Mumukshuta, an intense desire to be free of the notion of bondage, which I have mistaken to be the ocean of bondage. These are the readinesses, these are the things in which I have to be accomplished 
and that is why in the end of this prayer we say yah upanishadsu dharmah those attributes in which i have to grow which are there in the upanishads which are told in the upanishad te sarve all of them mai santu let them abide in me te mai santu let them abide in me what a beautiful prayer and this prayer is chanted before the study of the chandogya upanishad this is the shanti mantra for the sama veda every veda has its own shanti mantra this happens to be the shanti mantra of the sama veda and since our parampara since our lineage belongs to the yajurveda we also chant the yajurveda shanti mantra om sahana vavatu sahanau bhunaktu sahaviryam karavavahai tejasvinavadhitamastoma vidvishavahai Om Shanti 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 We left this morning we left each other at an important juncture an important question what was that if sorrow is unreal non-existent then what are we doing here can we remove something that does not exist no but if sorrow is existent meaning it is my own swarupa that means what swarupasya nanivrittihi it cannot be removed then what are we doing here in either case this is a useless exercise the removal of sorrow any attempt to remove the sorrow is a useless exercise in either case if it is what we say existent that means it cannot be removed it exists it doesn't go away it is here to stay cannot be removed then we'll have to if that were the case we'll have to go celebrate every sad situation because that is the, that is what we are used to that is the reality if sorrow is the reality we should be congratulating each other whenever anybody is sad oh three sad things have happened in your family wonderful congratulations do we do that no and if sorrow is not existent at all then what is there to remove what are we trying to do so this quandary this conundrum is in fact the subject matter of the upanishad 
whose job it is to, we saw earlier, destroy, uproot, lead, what? And that what is given in the other two prefixes, upa and ni. Destroy everything that is not upa. Upa means samipe. It is, we are talking of something near. Near means what? It's again a relative term like big, near. If we talk of the ashram, this auditorium is near. If we talk about the state of Pennsylvania, then Sailorsburg is near. How do we define near? Here near means nearest, which is in fact the dearest. What is the nearest and the dearest? Myself alone. So this operation of Visharana, Gati, Avasadana is being done on what? That self which I have mistaken to be what it is not. And the ni, another prefix, stands for nishchayena. Definitely it gives rise to this self-knowledge. The removal of wrong notions is equivalent, is tantamount to understanding the self as it is supposed to be understood free of sorrow, free of all kinds of problems. So if coming back to the question, if we come back to the question of this sorrow, it is, is it intrinsic to the I or is it extrinsic outside the I? Again we get into a nice little... <laughs> Loop. If, it is, if I say, yes, the sorrow is felt inside, it must be intrinsic. Intrinsic means what? The self can never be without it. Just like the, the clay is intrinsic to pot. Pot cannot be without clay. If we are talking of a pot that is made of clay. So similarly, sorrow is intrinsic to I means, it's a very big uh, thing. That means I can never be happy. Is that true? No. What happens in sleep? You're very happy. <laughs> Whether the sleep comes at night in bed or in the Vedanta class, you are still happy. Best sleep comes in Vedanta class, okay? If you want to know why, you can ask a question for the satsang. I'll tell you. I don't want to go on a tangent now. So, in sleep, there is no sorrow. Oh, this one is against me, that one is upsetting me, this one is is gone and that one has come and all these things. Nothing is there. And then, nothing is there at all. 
then what? It's not intrinsic to the self. That means what? I should stay away from sad people. <laughs> it's extrin- extrinsic. Means, if I'm in a sad situation, I'll catch the sadness. Like catching the flu. If I'm around a bunch of fellows that have the flu, then what will happen? I too will get it. Flu, Covid, all these things. So sorrow is like that. I should not hang around sad people. And then hearing these people will think, yeah, this is such hai. This is also true. Because people, you know, some people are like a wet blanket. You hang around them and then pretty soon you don't feel so good anymore. Yes, this is also true. But this is only a kind of a shallow truth, a partial truth. Imagine this scenario. A person has won a mega million lottery ticket. State lottery ticket. Had been playing, 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 playing. Finally struck the winning numbers. The person knows you know, I have to collect this money. On the way to collecting the money, some bad news comes. A friend has passed away. Please attend the funeral. And then, sorry for the short notice. Please come. So the person goes. Is this person around sad people or not? Yes? But the person has to try very hard to compose the face and to wipe off the smile that keeps forming. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because (laughs) lottery, 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 that is what is in the mind. The person has to (laughs) compose the face. (laughs) Very difficult. So there goes that myth that sorrow is catching and is extrinsic to the self is also busted. But then why do I feel sad? What is that? It's neither intrinsic nor extrinsic. What is sorrow? It is that which is centered on the I due to the mistaken notion that I am subject to sorrow. That is what we have to look into. So then we come upon our protagonist. Who is the hero? This is not fair, okay? The class was only in the morning. Narada. (laughs) Don't give me a heart attack. (laughs) Narada. Our hero, our protagonist. Highly erudite. Triloka Gami goes, has a passport for intra-terrestrial travel. Without visa, diplomatic visa, because he is all diplomacy. Goes anywhere, at any time. Goes to Vaikuntha. Narayana, Narayana, Narayana. Everybody welcomes him. 
What's happening over there? What's happening over here? Goes to Kailasa. Om Namah Shivaya, he says. There also he is welcomed. And he has a list of degrees. We will see here all that he knows. He has so many things under his belt. But yet, he doesn't know the meaning of all that he knows. Yet there is something lacking. I thought, I have done it all. I spent the whole life collecting degrees, collecting accolades, collecting all kinds of accomplishments. And then what do I find? A strange sense of unfulfillment. Narada is a very famous person. Everybody knows him everywhere. He can't just come to a Vedanta class. Because people will say, Oh, you don't know. <laughs> Self-knowledge. <laughs> Once I had to go to, what is that? An AA meeting with somebody who was under my care. And the person said, Can you please come with me? I said, Sure. I go to the AA meeting. There were people who knew me and they said, Oh, you also, Swaminiji. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Battling addiction. <laughs> so like this, Narada cannot afford to go to a class. Therefore, he has to approach the teacher in private. The more famous you are, the more difficult it is to gain this knowledge. Because there is a feeling that I already know everything. And you know, Indians have this way, myself included, okay? Yeah. So, Indians have this way. As soon as the other person starts talking, what do we say? I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> But you don't even know what I'm going to say. I know. <laughs> That's why we are very poor at taking directions. And so that feeling I know is there. This is what we I'm talking about, the knower, Pramata. I know, I know, I know. So Narada approaches Sanat Kumara. And tomorrow when you are at the temple, you can introduce yourself to Sanat Kumara. Where? Sanat Kumara is at the temple? Where? Sitting under Lord Dakshinamurti. There are four sages. But which one is Sanat Kumara? Pick whichever one you want, okay? That is Sanat Kumara for you. They will not object. Pick whichever one you want and do the Namakarana. You, from now on, are Sanat Kumara. Tathastu. So be it. Sanaka, Sanandana, Sanat Kumara, Sanat Sujata.
चित्रम वटतरोर्मूले वृद्धा शिष्या गुरुर्युवा गुरोस्तु मौनम व्याख्यानम शिष्यास्तु छिन्न संशय पिक्चर दिस सेज दिस वर्स अंडर द ब्यूटिफुल बैनियन ट्री a young resplendent lad sits in the position of the guru surrounded by grey haired elderly disciples the guru says not a word because the teaching is happening in sign language vsl vedantic sign language and very nicely all the doubts of the shishyas the disciples are cleared very nice why are the disciples elderly because they are old souls <laughs> been around have had many many experiences many many lives Finally, have got the shama dama uparati titiksha shraddha samadhanam viveka vairagya and mumukshutvam to show that it's okay for it to take a little while. No problem. Vidha shishya ha. And why is the guru yuva? Why is the guru young? Because this knowledge is ever fresh, ever young. each time you encounter it it is alive young and that's why it's called purana pura it is ancient pura pura eva navascha but it is at the same time fresh each time you listen to it it appears to be new ever new and the guru who is one with knowledge with this knowledge who is an embodiment of this knowledge is young narada approaches anant kumar for this teaching let us read adhihi bhagavah iti उपसाद सनत्कुमर नारद उपसाद उपसाद अप्रोच्ड वेन्ट नियर अप्रोच्ड हू द टीचर हू इज द टीचर sanat kumara who is the student narada naradaha sanat kumaram upasasada past perfect uh, formation upasasada approached went near the teacher and then what approach means how approached also we have to 
supply because the Upanishad is a lady of few words. We have to fill in the blanks. Approach doesn't mean went and nudged him. Yo, <laughs> teacher, <laughs> hey, sup. <laughs> sup is short for what? What's up? Hey, sup. Let's talk Vedanta. Is that the way to approach for knowledge? If you approach like that, will you get the knowledge? <laughs> no, you will not. Because for the teaching to work, there has to be a relationship that is necessarily one-sided. The one who wants approaches. The teacher does not want anything from the student. So the student is the one who wants what? The teaching alone, nothing else. And therefore, this approach, because my whole life depends on this relationship, why does my life depends on this relationship? Because what I know can make my life different. If I gain this knowledge, I can be free of sorrow. Therefore, I have to hold this relationship sacrosanct. Upasasada, approached, and we have to add vidhivat, according to the norms that were there. Tadvidhi pranipate na pariprashne na sevaya. Bhagavad Gita says, how to approach the teacher. Vundaka Upanishad also talks about how to approach the teacher. Samitpanihi, endowed with a desire to serve, endowed with a desire to study. Approach. Pranipata. Pranipata means Namaskar. Falling on the ground literally. Why? Because how else are we going to digest this rich, rich ashram food? Yes. <laughs> you do Namaskara, already there is a, what should I say, exercise happening. Also, it is an enactment of a certain humility. That I don't know and that I want to study is talked about in this approach, in this Namaskara. I see the teacher as nothing other than the seat of knowledge, as an altar of knowledge that has the power to alter me. Therefore, this particular kind of approach. There is no hanging out with the teacher. There is no trying to make a friend out of the teacher, even though that those feelings may come. But we don't act on that. Because we hold this knowledge to be sacrosanct, so the relationship is kept free and clear for the channels 
of knowledge to flow without being inhibited. But I want to become friends with the teacher. Get a life. Go have some, you know, find friends. Yeah. So then, he approached the teacher and Upasasada, how did he approach? Is given here. He says, Iti, Iti, Ha, Ha means indeed, or Ha also can mean a long time ago, Upasasada. Ha means as it is told. Upasasada, Naradaha, Sanatkumaram, Upasasada. How did he approach? Iti, in this manner. In what manner? In what manner did he approach? He said, Adhihi Bhagavaha Iti. Bhagavaha, short for Bhagavan. That shows his Shraddha, his Bhakti. What is he calling the teacher? Bhagavan. O Lord, O revered one, Adhihi, Adhihi means, please teach me, teach me. And Adi Shankara, in his um, Bhashya, always translates the, the expression Adhihi, the word Adhihi, as Madartham. Smara. For my sake, recall what it was like for you when you studied and then teach me. Very nice. Please recall. Recall your own journey. Have compassion upon my ignorance. Recall your own journey. Because you see, what makes the teacher a teacher is the fact that they have studied under another teacher. We don't have this apne aap business. We've already talked about this. Apne aap means, again this knowledge somewhere, sitting in a cave, again this knowledge. Where else can you gain this knowledge? Sitting on a hill, again this knowledge. If you talk like this in India, they'll say, all right. <laughs> Please keep the knowledge and enjoy it with you. Don't give it to me. They will say that. Because it doesn't come from a source. If the person hasn't been taught, that means the knower is still there. It takes one to be taught for that knower to resolve. That is the idea. So, Adhihi Bhagavaha Iti. So, saying, Adhihi Bhagavaha, please teach me, please recall for me your own journey. Please teach me exactly how your teacher taught you. That is what I want. Teach me what? Brahma Vidya. Teach me the truth of myself. Make, teach me that knowledge which makes this sorrow to which I have been attached vanish from my purview. 
teach me. And then what does Sanat Kumara say? Sanat Kumara has a few options. He can say, forget it. <laughs> Bye. Or Sanat Kumara can say, all right, I will teach you. But here Sanat Kumara chooses option number three, which we haven't even discussed. Sanat Kumara knows Narada is very, very erudite. Okay, Narada, tell me what you know. Because when I know what you know, then I know where to begin. Shall we begin at Vedanta 101, Vedanta 201 or Vedanta postgraduate straight away? Where to begin? Tell me, show me, talk to me, tell me what you know. And that is how it is, the, and that is talked about here in the next uh, part. Tamho vacha yadvetha tena ma upasida tatahat te tatahate Urdhvam Vakshyami Iti Sahovacha So, Tam Hovacha Tam means come Naradam So, Naradam Hovacha Not Narada said To Narada, he said Who else is there other than Narada? Sarad Kumara Abba, thank God yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we are on the same page. Sarat Kumara now replies because Narada has been, has evoked, invoked this knowledge, invoked Sanat Kumara as his teacher and said, please teach me. So Narada is being addressed here by Sanat Kumara who says, okay, tamho vacha, ma, maam, Unto me, Upasida. Tell me, relate to me, narrate to me. Narrate to me what? Narrate to me, Yadvetha. Yadvetha, whatever you know already, relate that to me, narrate that to me, cough it up so that. I can know where to begin. I have to know where to begin because you are not an ordinary student just walking off the street. You are Narada, world famous, famous in all the worlds. And so, until somebody tells, I don't know, we assume they know. So here Narada says, please teach me. So I have to know, the teacher says, what you already know. Please tell me, what you already know. Tataha, thereafter, te, unto you, urdhvam, after this, I will relate the teachings. I will give you the teachings. Very nice. And then Narada gives a bada list. Very big list. 
ऋग्वेदम भगव अध्येमी यजुर्वेद सामवेद अथर्वण चतुर्थसपुराण पंचम वेद पितृराशि दैव निधि वाको वाक्यम ूतवद्यादन विद्या Mind you, there is no full stop. Even though we took breaks to do call and response, there is no full stop there. All this was said in one breath. <laughs> He starts with the Veda, the the Mula Granthas, the primary holy texts. ऋग्वेदम अध्येमी अध्येमी मीन्स आई स्टडी आई नो आई एम अ स्टूडेंट ऑफ ओ हू कैन से आई नो द ऋग्वेदा हाउ ह्यूज इट इज टेन मंडलाज टेन बिग सेक्शन इन दैट सो मेनी सब सेक्शन इन द सब सेक्शन सो मेनी पार्ट्स ह्यूज वॉल्यूम्स वेरी गुड Very impressive. Wait, wait. Yajur Veda, Yajur Vedam, Adhyami. Oh, so you are Dvivedi. You know two Vedas. Then what does he say? Sama Vedam, Adhyami, Trivedi. Okay. Because all these are surnames in India. Dvivedi is a surname. Trivedi is a surname. Oh, does that mean the person has studied two and three Vedas? Not at all. Some ancestor in that clan studied several generations ago, and this person is riding on the coattails of that accomplishment. That's all it means. Oh, so you are a Trivedi. Atharvanam, Adhyami, Atharva Veda. Also, I am studying. I, I am a student of. I know. ओके चतुर्वेदी एज दो दैट वॉज नॉट इनफ ही एड्स ऑन वॉट एज डज ही एड ऑन होल लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स देन ही सेज आई नो द इतिहासा इतिहासा मीन्स इति हस दिस इज हाउ इट वॉज हिस्ट्री द एपिक्स इतिहास the history i know oh you're not only a religious studies student because you know the four vedas you are also what history student not only that 
Purana also I know. I know history and I know I have mastered mythology. Purana is just a nice way to express the teaching of the Vedas in simple language through stories and archetypes so that the common people can understand. So, Itihasa Purana also I know. And then what? This is the, yeah, so these are the four Vedas and then the fifth is Itihasa Purana. Actually, we should make it six, but he is very modest. He counts them together and he says fifth. Then, Vedanam Vedam means that which is the Veda of all Vedas, meaning without which the Veda cannot be studied. What is that? Grammar. Vyakaranam. He didn't say Vyakarna, Kyakarna. He didn't say that. <laughs> he says, I have to study this. I know grammar. I can rattle off all the sutras. Test me. Talk to me. Let me, let me just give you all the sutras. And then, Vedanam Vedam. As though that was not enough. What is the next one? Pitriyam. The art of propitiating ancestors. Funerary rites, ancestral rites. All that is a big thing. We see this in, uh, you know, in September, October it comes. What's that called? Pitrapaksha. Fifteen days devoted to the worship of ancestors. Not just in India. You know, in the, even in, we find this in uh, all the uh, East Asian places, Southeast Asia. We find it in Thailand, Vietnam, Singapore, Malaysia, everywhere it is followed. Big thing it is. That connection is important. And the blessings are sought. Any, any joyful occasion, we have a ceremony called Nandi, where the Pitrus, all the mains, the ancestors are invoked to get their blessings. How to invoke them? That is what is there in the, the subject matter of this Vidya called Pitriyam. I know that. He says casually. <laughs> such a lot of such a lot of knowledge. Then what else did he does he know? Rashim. Rashim means mathematics. Vedic mathematics. How to how to calculate things? All this he knows. Daivam. Daivam means the history of omens. Not Oman, that's a country, okay, yeah. Omen. <laughs> Not Oman, yeah. Omens. All these omens. The bird crosses the sky from left to right. Then there is uh, there is a certain thing. And something which everybody is familiar with. The, the falling of the gecko. These, uh, what are they called? Geckos, right? Yeah, in India. Yeah, some kind of a small lizard. It goes like that. And then when it goes like that also, ah, some guest is coming. <laughs> this is Daivam. 
and then there is a book also if it falls on the left shoulder <laughs> you'll get lots of money ayyo but it fell on the right shoulder terrible sickness will come if <laughs> every body part is listed and then if a if a unseen gecko falls you know that means it's just you have to look at the book and and decipher which body part it fell but then if you saw it scamper along the wall and then it fell oh that's very good luck so like this there are all these omens there is how to study dreams whether seeing something in the dream is a good omen or a bad omen all these things this itself is a huge compendium of knowledge you can't just make this stuff up it's all written down it's all studied it is all taught it is all there is a parampara of that also <clears throat> i i happen to know that as well <laughs> he says then what else does he know one more we'll see and the rest we'll see tomorrow morning nidhim nidhim means the uh what is that called you know you go to the astrologer and uh, the astrologer says <clears throat> your uh, mars is weak so please wear coral on this finger what is that called gemology no something like that gemstones hmm. nidhim where it can be mined from the earth what stones affect what planets and what planets are in charge of what kind of dispositions in the body mind complex rajas tamas sattva etc all this i know that means he also knows astrology <laughs> and this in fact the time of the class finished but all the list of what he knows he still has to be carried over <laughs> this much is huge is his knowledge more we'll see in the morning om purnamadav purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari hi om shri gurubhyo namaha hari hi om